What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me today, the host trifecta, for good reason, coming your way first, Mark Francis. Hey. I will let you explain the good reason, but sure, I'm here sure. to say hi. We'll Absolutely. do. Uh, I'll announce her as well very briefly. Uh, Miss Alicia Battaglia is joining us in the podcast booth. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank good, you. Good. So yes. you provided the balloons. Yes. So for those who are just listening, not viewing, uh, we have some celebratory balloons behind <laughs> us to celebrate. Da, 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 da. This is episode 100. Wow. <laughs> Of Sermon Spotlight, 100. And I, and I look back at that little Caleb Pearson on staff, right? 23 years old with just an idea, a dream, some would say. <laughs> what would it look like to, to record some of these pastoral conversations that I know I've experienced, some people in our congregation experience when they're, when they're bold enough to approach the pastor at 12.03 p.m.? What did you mean when you said this? And how can I, <laughs> where else can I go to find this? And so the biggest balloon celebration is that Mark Carey stuck it out for uh, you know that's right. close to yeah. that point. he's gone along with the yeah, idea it's, and it's, it's not so much here. that a hundred is cool but it's that we're still here <laughs> all right uh, let's get on I got a thing to do guys so none of this chit chat uh, <laughs> or that people viewing and listening yeah, yeah. that's true that's yeah. not true. about us. Yeah, yeah. It's right, about, right. Yeah, encouraging yeah. the congregation. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so with that, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, as Pastor Mark was kind of back in the pulpit after a few weeks away, we got to hear from John Avery, uh, John Morrison, and kind of tying in the overflow focus with Romans. Alicia, I'll come your way first, and we'll all bounce back and forth, and we'll come your way, Mark, too. Yeah, so I, this week's tied so well in with the three previous messages that we've had when John Avery brought us the message about Jesus as the ultimate servant. And then John Morrison uh, talked to us about pursuing one another in peace and speaking truth without judging. And that just segued beautifully into this message this week and talking about um, pouring out God's word and the model church. And here Paul is writing to the church in Rome and he is encouraging these people who are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish. And um, the, but the thing that stuck out to me was that we can't, um, that, well, let me say this, a model church and a model minister Hmm. is not effective unless they're emulating the model Savior. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, done through the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, I think hmm. that that's key through this whole message is that, and Paul's message too, that it's this enabling Holy Spirit uh, that is the effective um, minister to the people of God. Hmm. Yep, that's great. Yeah, we had community group last night and we're able to uh, just challenge the group in a way to say, okay, give us just a one statement summary. If you were the pastor, if you were preaching this, what's your thesis statement? And we're able to get some really unique and different perspectives. Some people saw and, and the, the idea of um, admonishing one another was something that really came out to people. Another was, yeah, how Alicia said, being a model church that nobody's perfect. That was another kind of mm -hmm. thing that stuck out with people. Another said, yeah, it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're all able to do this. So we were able to really unpack with a variety of, I think, 13, 14 people, different statements that really did that um, for people. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll share mine because it was something that stuck with me that I feel like that we're all called to be ministers 
to the body of Christ, to encourage and admonish one another through the Holy Spirit. So that was my impromptu statement that I came up with. And so that stuck with me, that we're all, we are all ministers. And, and you even use the word priest in the passage too, you know, to make it relevant to the, that day and age. Here, we're all pastors. <laughs> if you want to really get you know, to the culture uh, language, don't be scared of that. And so we're all called to be that, you know, don't just look to, oh, you have titled pastor, so therefore, okay, I'm going to back off and don't have to get into the nitty-gritty details of people's lives. And mm. I, I find that encouraging. So Pastor Mark, you prepared for this weekend and kind of the weekend wrapped up. Was there anything that could have been expanded on or that you had a conversation with anybody about or some of these pastors? I know we really focused in on 14 through 19 and obviously the, the rest of the context there, what we've been going through and the example of Christ we have, but what has, been, what has that been like for you? Well, yeah, two things. And one that Mark just mentioned, I think um, this, even though touched on it and, and by way of application that we're all, um, we're all, called to minister to one another, Paul setting himself up as, as an example, and the model is he did it in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, by the grace of God given to me. That can be a whole sermon in itself, mm. is that if we know Christ as our Savior, we all have been given a spiritual gift, we all are placed in the body for, as it says in 1 Corinthians, for the betterment of one another. Uh, Paul had dealt with that in chapter 12 in Romans. Um, and that we had to think rightly about ourselves. Um, just as there's many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and we're individually members one of another. And so we have differing gifts, then use them. Mm-hmm. Minister to one another. Mm-hmm. Here, what Paul is saying, as himself being the example, is that you don't do that, though, in the operation of one's own strength or flesh. It is a... and and. I would use the concept, and I think it's a, I think it's a biblical concept. It's a cooperative work. I don't just sit back and and I'll, you know, and say, okay, Holy Spirit, move upon me, and I just until you do, I do nothing. Hmm. You know, no, I'm not, I'm not like some marionette puppet waiting for the Holy Spirit to move my strings. Hmm. It's a cooperative effort where I need to understand where my giftedness is. Lord, how have you made me? What What is my responsibility within the body of Christ? Mm. How do I move into other people's lives? Uh, but as I do that, it's a cooperative work with the Holy Spirit. Someone has described it as two mm. wings of an airplane. There is that dependent, mm. uh, and then there is the what... Uh, um, Jerry Bridges, in his book, uh, Discipline of Grace, calls the other wing is kind of the the, the discipline uh, mm. part, where I discipline myself for the purpose of God, and thus while I'm dependent upon Him. It's a cooperative effort. And uh, there's a slippery slope on either side. Mm-hmm. But that could have been, you know, it would have been nice to develop that a little bit more, that we're all a believer priest, as yeah. you brought out, yeah. and uh, are called upon to minister out of the uh, power of the Holy Spirit. The other thing is... Uh, and again, I alluded to it and mentioned it, I probably could have developed it more, is this idea in verse 14, those, those three characteristics, um, the, the um, full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another, it, it, I, the first two merge together to accomplish the third. And I, I brought that out, but I think here was a church that they, they were just good people because of what God had done in their life. Um, they were other-centered. They were generous. They were kind. I gave Barnabas as an example of that. 
they were full of goodness, but they they were not ignorant. I mean, they they mm. they knew truth. And I, I was struck in my own study when Paul and I brought this out. I think uh, when Paul said in verse fifteen, "I've written to you very boldly on some points," and here's the greatest theological treatise in the New Testament, it's the Book of Romans, <laughs> right. and Paul is reminding them of these things as if this was basic knowledge that every believer should have, and. The concern right, in the church today, broadly yeah. speaking, the, the the universal church is how well can we articulate the truths of Romans and three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, you know how how well is that ingrained in us? Mm -hmm. And uh, until we have that fullness of knowledge, of biblical knowledge, and that good heart. It's going to be awfully hard to come into each other's life and then mm -hmm. accomplish the work of of counseling one another. Yeah. I know that we want to get away from that term, but that's notheteo. It's this idea of yeah. of admonishing, of warning, of speaking truth into other people's lives to help each other get on the right path. Which is, I think, why we have to have the Holy Spirit uh, helping us to discern because in order to have these three qualities that stick out in verse 14, um, there's much wisdom and that is required and to know how to navigate those waters and when to, we talked about this a little bit last week, when to step into a situation or when to refrain and to overlook mm, an offense. Yeah. And, um, in yeah. verse 18, something that jumped out to me, uh, Paul says, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed. And so Paul, he doesn't dare speak unless Christ speaks and Christ works through him. Um, and I think that that is right there. That's wisdom. And for us to, um, it would be our folly just to think in our own wisdom that we could speak or do into a certain situation without uh, the power of Christ in us. Well, yeah. Back to that knowledge part, it, it's so cool to be a part of the local body and realize the importance of an experiential knowledge that, that comes from God as well. And it's not just this intellectual headspace, but actually knowing God more. And, and you can do word studies on love and know and, and what it means to experience God fully. But when we're engaged with each other, enabled by the Holy Spirit, the, the buck doesn't stop with being aware of my giftings, but when you are a part of a local church, especially one our size, the needs exist. Mm -hmm. And the more we interact and pass each other on a Sunday morning and we become aware of those opportunities, and so it, it it's less of a spiritual guessing game, the more involved we are in each other's lives, because now we're more in tune to, to the way God's potentially moving in somebody else. And it all starts with the knowledge, like mm -hmm. you said, of God. You know, you can't give what you don't have what you don't know. And so mm -hmm. there's that concept of overflow of God pouring out into us first so we can give to others, which I love because one of the one another's is here in this passage. You know, Mark, you mm -hmm. packed verse 14 through 21, and it's right there mm -hmm. to admonish one another. Mm -hmm. However, what stands out at me is able to admonish one another. You know, you can get caught up in these one another's and say, okay, here's all the things we're called to do. I'm supposed I'm supposed to admonish you. And 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 <laughs> yeah. it comes from a place of, okay, even looking before in verse 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing, abounding in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, then, yeah, now we're able to admonish. Mm -hmm. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's not a duty. It's not worth, mm -hmm. I mean, but yet we have the ability to do it through the Holy Spirit when needed in order to speak truth right. into people's lives. Just what Morrison was saying the week before, 
that you know it's it's only with the proper heart with the proper motivation to come to somebody and to speak truth and admonish one yeah. another and 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 to not be what a pastor that I've heard years ago say, the junior Holy Spirit, <laughs> to, yeah, right. to go and just point that out in people, you know, the sin police. And what, what all three of you have just said, going back to uh, tying, Alicia, what you said there in verse 18, I think it is interesting. So you, you what, what you just brought out, Mark, in verse 13, as you experience through the power of the Holy Spirit, this joy, this peace, and this hope that we have, mm-hmm. it's a sure foundation, um, um, verse 18, Paul did say, I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. It, uh, to move into people's lives, to do that work of, of body life, whether it's encouraging, admonishing, um, uh, ministering in, 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 to the degree that we are in line and in tune with what God is doing in our own life. I mean, in tune in the sense of a, a real awareness that God is working in our life in the, and so oftentimes it's in the, it's in the difficult things of life. Um, and then we run those things, those tragedies, those, those, those trials, those difficult things of life. We, we, we run it through the grid of scripture. That's where the knowledge part comes in. Mm. And, and, and with a good heart that says, I, I see someone going through this. And Lord, this is what you've taught me mm. in this mm. thing. Mm. Um, it's what I've experienced. It's, it's what, Lord, you have taught me in this, in this experience. And I want to impart that to, to others. Um, that's body life, that, the way it should be. But again, it's the merger. If we're not walking in tune with the Spirit... Mm-hmm. If we're not growing in the grace and knowledge and experiencing his joy and peace and hope, mm-hmm. and what you just said, we mm-hmm. can't impart what we don't possess. Yeah. So as Christ yeah. ministers to us, out of that overflow again is, is how we move into other people's life. And we should not hesitate to do that because mm-hmm. it's not like we're some grand poobas of life that we are not, we're not going to inform you <laughs> of what, you know, how life should be lived. No, this I, this has been in the crucible of my life, hmm. but now, again, it's it's what God has taught me based on His Word. I'm just not going to throw out, well, this got me through that, you know, I, you know, this worked for me. This yeah. worked for me. Here, no, here are the seven steps into to take. The, yeah, that's right. And you walk you walk into with the Spirit. You 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 learn to experience God's knowledge more. What's what? what how could we do that? How do we despiritualize that phrase? Walk into with the Spirit. Well, we read our Bibles a little bit. All Scripture is God-breathed and profitable for rebuke, teaching, correcting, and training, right? So we get to the point where 2 Timothy 3 brings out the importance of using Scripture to do those things, yeah. because the, the unity in that, and, and John Morrison bringing out the point a, a few weeks back about conflict can be used for good and for mm. God's glory, mm-hmm. if, if we're going to this. And so when we go through stuff, we live the lie that God is silent because our Bibles are closed. Yeah, and we're we're waiting for him to speak, and our ears are closed sometimes to yeah. other people mm-hmm. who are willing to admonish right. us. Yeah. Well, and that word admonish is it's kind of a scary word. It's <laughs> it's a big word. It's intimidating, and we don't want to think about someone admonishing us. Yeah. But mm. I have I, think, I have th- a... think of my high school principal, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, who did exactly. a lot of that. Some people like to do it, and yeah. that yeah, yeah that's yeah. it's not a happy feeling. <laughs> no, it's not. But I have a friend who is my my lifelong dear friend. She's my spiritual mentor, and I. Um, just look back over the years, um, 
and see how she has spoken into my life. And I, it wasn't until I looked back to think, oh, wow, she admonished me. But knowing that she loves me and is for me and she is overflowing with the word of God overflowing from her heart and the Holy Spirit in her life that I just feel love. It's this word admonishment is meant to be enveloped in love. Mm -hmm. And um, the beauty of having a brother or sister in Christ who can care for you in such a way that they are admonishing you without you even realize that you're being <laughs> rebuked or corrected. Mm. That's love. Mm -hmm. And that's what motivates us to change. And um, when we can have perspective to see, okay, things are much bigger than just what's in my view right here. And God has a bigger purpose, a bigger plan, and he is good through this. God has not changed mm. who he is because of how I'm doing. Exactly. And we need to be yeah. reminded of that. Right. Yeah. Right. I can remember a time that I was struggling over something, and I, and I walked into Tim McManagle's office. Tim was our former pastor of uh, of Global Missions. And Tim, quiet guy, and so I was kind of bearing my soul, and he quietly listened. And then he simply said, so, Mark, what, uh, where does God show up in this? <laughs> you know, where, where's God showing up in this? And a little statement like that was an admonishment that said, for five, ten minutes, you've been talking about your issues and what you're struggling with, but where is God in this? And yeah. it just did one of these right. things for me. Yes. It was a helpful admonishment. It's, it's such the, a good question, it's the best though, too. Thing for well, it. I've heard you say that many times, and I've taken that because that it's, you know, when you're having a conversation like that and somebody's just ranting and raving <laughs> about mm. either themselves or something that somebody's done to them, and they're just, I mean, okay, so just pause. Where is God? Yeah. You know, yeah. And you, Paul did that, the Apostle Paul. End of chapter seven, when he said, "Oh wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of sin?" You know, he's just caught in the flesh of his mm -hmm. own stink, you know, mm -hmm. of life. And then right away, well, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we, he kind of self-corrected there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. let me throw something out to you, uh, and, and maybe Mark as a as a worship guy. But mm -hmm. I had quoted from Colossians three sixteen that yeah. says, "Let the word of Christ richly dwell within in you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing yep. one another." So there it is, the, the word of God, and there's that same word admonishing, and you do it with white, with wisdom, which you just brought out, the skillful living. It's it, you know, not just head knowledge, but being able to transfer it into life. But then and this would have been a nice little time that maybe we don't have time to talk about it in the sermon, but he said, do it with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Mm -hmm. So when we gather on the uh, 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 mm -hmm. for, for worship as a body, mm -hmm. and I know the worship team is careful and prayerful about selecting songs that are gospel-focused, that call us to a view of God and that type of thing, we are actually singing to one another. We are admonishing mm -hmm. one another mm -hmm. in our in our worship time yeah. mm -hmm. with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and making melody. In addition to that, I loved, and this was my favorite part, of, and I shared this with my small group last night, that um, when Paul is saying that he's, he's written on some points, which is so funny, um, but he's done it as a way of reminder. And I loved how we... Um, Took communion together. And I thought that is such a beautiful way for us uh, to, of course, remember where it, it just tied it all together so well because we need to be reminded. And that Lord's Supper, that time is, it's this time of 
remembrance, mm-hmm. to commemorate Christ's death, and then also to celebrate the life that we have through what he's done on our behalf. And um, so it's... It, the I, the I, repetitive I, nature and that what yes. the Lord's table does, as well as... A, piggybacking on that, the, the song that you yep. guys came up with mm-hmm. for oh. overflowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, yeah. that just went over in my mind this week in the in the previous weeks. Yeah. But overflowing, 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 overflowing. I mean, those, you, you that, see the that fountains, repetitive you, you phrase. repetitive see that. <laughs> I, we even heard our executive pastor this morning say that his kids, he just heard them playing in the basement and just singing overflowing. You know, so <laughs> yeah. stuck. But back yeah. to the But point they were talking you, about the toilet, I think. Probably. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but back to the Colossians passage, uh, just a, a quick story for me. That passage, verse 16, you know, as a music guy, you always go there, right? And you're stuck on just verse 16. And yeah, you you focus on let the word of Christ richly dwell. And then you skip over wisdom, teaching, and watching one another. Oh, yeah, Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. We were at a worship conference a few years ago. And I think it was Paul Tripp who was the the speaker and unpacked the entire passage leading up to Mm. that scripture that is all about one another's and, you know, of do not lie to one another, um, have compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. It was, and and he's like, I know you guys are all musicians out here, but I'm just going to take this hour to point out all of these things, this passage, and he just unpacked it in such a way to where by the time he got to verse 16, it just was a new revelation of what Scripture was saying in mm-hmm. that meaning of singing to one another with you know, hymns and psalms and spiritual songs. And the impact of then realizing that, yes, we're called to do that and encourage one another through song in this corporate gathering really became a, a new light bulb moment for me a, to a, recognize that, yeah, we're not just singing the Word of God, but we're singing to do all these things together, all of those one another's. When it arrives at a conclusion in Colossians three seventeen. So whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as we think about overflow and do that, that's even why this podcast exists. And we don't say send biblical truth just to be spiritually cool. Like we're literally sending it to devices and wherever you are in life, the opportunity to, to think back on the sermon and think how is the scripture applied in the last 48 hours? How can it apply yeah. these next three to four days? We get to do that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that Colossians passage, again, not that we're talking about Colossians, but in the, even in that earlier context, the, all those one another's are hooked to our identity. Don't lie to one another, verse 9, since you mm. have laid aside the old self and mm-hmm. you've put on the new man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't do the things we once did because we're not the same people we once yep. did. And that's right. the Romans I'm, theme again. Yeah, I've got right. those notes from that session right here. I'm pulling them up. It's all about that. It's, yeah. it's so, really cool. Again, the yep. overflow of our new identity. This and, and, and Paul, to the Roman church, it, it was almost as if this must have been a normal practice. He said, I'm convinced you are... And there is hyperbole there, but you are full of knowledge. You are full, or full of goodness, mm-hmm. filled with all knowledge and able to admonish. She said, I'm convinced of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the normal. Mm. It wasn't just a model church. It was the normal, yeah. almost, the normal Christian life. And it it's instructive for us today to take a look at our own lives. How well am I moving into other people's lives? How, how well am I grounded in the truth of God's word? What's my thoughts of people? You know, the, the, this... this time in which we're living, there's so much uh, harshness and critical spirits. And and it's one reason why uh, John Avery and the team of Family Ministries and and, and Morrison, they put together this focus yeah. of the one another's, yep. because we got to be reminded mm-hmm. 
that's so relevant it is so relevant today in the in the in the in the disparate voices that we're hearing today um look um we are the church of the body of christ you brought out at that paul in his life and ministry he desired to have the imprint of god over everything that he did and uh someone last night in our small group um that really spoke to her and she was asking the question, well, what is God's imprint on my life? Mm. And, um, that, that's a, a good question for us to be mulling over and thinking about what are the evidences of grace in my life and how am I, um, using those gifts that have been given to me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but that session that I'm referring to, I've got the notes here on my mm. iPad. And one of the quotes that I jotted down from Paul Tripp when he said, admonishing helps show people how to examine themselves in light of the gospel. Mm. And there's this So picture. you're modeling that he's yes, yeah. Yes. So in light mm. of the gospel, you are calling them to examine themselves. Mm. You're not examining them for them. You're saying, have that introspective, examine yourselves in light of the gospel. And so I'm just going to call you to do that. And there's that admonishing. And you and we do that in our corporate gatherings. We we're singing. We're we're reviewing scripture together. We're praying for one another. We're we're listening to the message in the word of God. I mean, so mm-hmm. but it goes way beyond just a corporate gathering. And, and there is this element of discipleship. And and I'll just give a plug because uh, our fellowship family podcasts have episodes that you can listen to where families are doing that with one another. Mm-hmm. And this coming Friday, you're going to hear about how guys are doing that with other guys and discipleship groups and in admonishing one another and bearing one another's burdens. So listen to that this Friday because it's encouraging to That's see good. it happen here yeah. in Fellowship Bible Church. And going back to something, Alicia, you said, and kind of tie this all together, as Paul brought out as a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, he was ministering as a priest, what? The gospel of God. And, and, and so, so it was a fitting... It was it was a fitting passage. I love how God does that. I mean, it was just right the next section of Romans, you right. know. So the overflow, <laughs> exactly. the focus, and communion Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it, it 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 is all grounded in this good news of what Christ has done, mm-hmm. His death and His resurrection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, we, we got to keep coming back to that. We got to keep te- preaching ourselves the gospel every day. Because it's again, that's the 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 the, the outflow of all of that is mm-hmm. now goodness and 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 ability of take knowledge and wisely apply it and encourage and admonish one another in love. Mm-hmm. Um, body life yeah. it centers at the cross. Why we need to constantly be reminded, take communion, and be reminded of what we've done, and. Um, and, and minister your words, out of that. Yep. Your words. I think this was right before communion. Um, I think they were maybe paraphrased, but I wrote down, be broken and consecrated for the glory of God. And in that brokenness, the life of Christ flows out of ours and impacts someone else's life. Yeah. And that's what the gospel does. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for being yep. here. Mark Francis, coming your way, man. In, in the name of Overflow, in the interest of everything going on at FBC over the next few weeks, what can we what can in we point the name people towards? Overflow, <laughs> love it. We've yes. only said the word like three hundred times, so yeah. Um, there is a grandparenting virtual session yes. that's happening that's right. not this week, but oh no, in a couple weeks on the twenty first and twenty second. Mm-hmm. That's going to be at Valley Bible Church in Stephen City. So if you're a grandparent, you can learn how to admonish <laughs> and more other one another's to your adult kids yep. and to your grandkids. By the way, those verses 
resources are great for parenting. Yeah. And and mm -hmm. parenting. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, the, the applications there. are. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just admonish. But you're right. again, how can you come alongside your family, your adult kids, and your grandparents or grandkids as grandparents to uh, to love and care for them? So sign up for that. There is a small registration fee. Uh, we're shifting, um, not the focus, but just kind of think about the audiences of who should receive the one another's. You know, mm -hmm. it starts in the home and families. We're talking about the church, the local church. Well, it's also the global church. And so we're having our global church week here in the middle of this overflow focus, which is really cool because we're going to get a chance to meet some new partners that we have with Native American church. Um, there's going to be a good handful of people coming from uh, Oklahoma, out west, even Florida, that are on reservations that just have a heart and passion for the Native Americans because they are awesome. <laughs> That's who they yeah. are. And you're going to, just a teaser, here's some really incredible stories mm -hmm. um, from some of these pastors. Um, but beyond that, people from Africa, people from South America, people from Mexico, um, and get a chance to interact with them. It's a little pared down version this year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So don't have the big grand expectations of every night of the week there's something happening with big, you know, hundreds of people gathering. Um, but God has blessed us with having well over 35 different people coming to visit awesome. us. I was going to ask how um, many are and so able to come. Look at the schedule online, fbcva.life slash globalchurchweek, and you will see all of the many activities and things that they have going on. But the two things I would highlight to just put on your calendar, Sunday night, the 24th, there's going to be a a FBC family forum where we're going to really hear about that Native American church. Mm -hmm. And then Friday night on the 29th, we're having what's called a progressive dinner night. And it's a merging of two really cool things we've done in the past of family night and bonfires. And if you know what those two represent, if you have a historical perspective, um, we're going to get a chance to, as FBC congregation, travel to three different locations around the area to visit the visitors and experience mm -hmm. um, their, a little bit of their food, get a taste of their culture, dinners are fun. And, and go from one place to the next where you get a chance to see them and talk to them on a more intimate basis without the chaos of hundreds of people around. And then you can choose and go at your own pace. So you'll hear more details, but that's just a teaser of that week. And it'll be a really neat time to be with those visitors. It's mm, awesome. A lot of stuff going on. As a reminder, you can find us at fbcva.life. And thank you so much for letting us be a part of your week as well. If you uh, have yet to subscribe or leave a review, feel free to do that. Google Sermon Spotlight. We can pop right up. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.